Welcome or welcome back to Journaled Out Loud, where we are writing, healing, and growing louder. If you haven't followed the podcast on Instagram, please follow at journal.podcast to stay up to date. Now let's get into the episode. Hey guys, I hope you all are having a marvelous morning, noon, or night, whenever and wherever you are listening. Welcome to the first episode of our relationship series, and by the title, you know it's about to get juicy, okay? I'm going to continuously expose myself to hopefully help you grow in your walk, and for this series, for you to grow in your current or future relationship. Now, at this time, I am currently 100% single. I don't have a boyfriend, no side pieces, no lingering, wannabe boyfriends, no one I'm talking to, but that's why I plan to have guests in this series, because... There are simply some things I do not have the bandwidth to talk about. But for today's topic, baby, consider me a pro, an expert, if you will. The topic of this episode came from a poll I did on Instagram a couple years ago, and it just kind of stuck with me. It was around the time I started becoming incredibly vulnerable on social media, and I asked my followers, have you ever been the toxic person in someone's life? And I don't remember how many people responded and if this was one person who said this, but I remember at least one person said that they had never been. And I was just shocked because in my eyes, that's just, it's giving red flags. If you cannot think of one time in your life where you were a toxic person, you just might be a toxic person. I can only imagine the type of person you are relationally if you never think you're in the wrong. Now, granted, this person may have accidentally voted that, or maybe they were just not mature enough at the time to realize they'd been in the wrong or they've been toxic, but either way, it just it just stuck with me. So fast forward a couple of years later, I had a boyfriend and we just did not have that great of a relationship as far as health. I used to tell my mom all the time when it was good, it was like amazing. It was perfect. But when it was bad, it was absolutely terrible and it was hardly ever in between like ever and part of that had to do with the fact that within relationships I used to have some pretty toxic habits I know I was toxic and my boyfriend at the time had some pretty toxic behaviors too but I know for sure I played a part so one time we were talking about being wrong and typically he would never admit where he was wrong until a while after we made up and I remember he told me on two separate occasions I thought I was perfect until I met you and he told me that he his parents taught him that um so basically his parents taught him if anybody has a problem with you it's their problem like if anybody doesn't like you or has a problem with you it's because of them and granted he could have just been saying that to say it but I was appalled I just could not fathom growing up thinking that everyone else was the problem all of the time. I grew up with a mom who was big on self-evaluation. If I ever came to her about what someone else did to me, it always turned into a conversation of what I did, what I could have done better, or what my next steps are. And even with this same guy who thought he was perfect, she would see both sides if I came to her about stuff. Now granted, she didn't know all the details all the time, But from what she could gather, she could probably see where he was wrong and then when I went wrong. So that brings us to the topic of, babe, maybe it's you. This generation has this thing 
where we blame everyone else and believe that we're always right all all of the time and that in itself is a toxic trait like as a generation we're toxic if you have a hard time pinpointing where you're wrong you're kind of bleeding on the side of like narcissism you're going to be wrong in your life you're going to be wrong in your life listen to me closely okay you are human you will never be right all of the time not even most of the time a lot of the time you're going to get it wrong and i'm not talking about using the wrong pan for a dish or making the wrong turn because you didn't follow the gps there will be times in your relationships where you're going to say something do something forget something react in a certain way and it's going to be wrong but you know what else it's going to be it's going to be okay it is okay to be wrong sometimes how do we know if we have made a mistake versus if we have a bad habit versus if we have toxic behavior? I've made it very simple for you. And I've kind of created this acronym. A-R-U. Like always, I have to say, I have no history in psychology. This is not medical terminology as far as I know. This is not any professional breakdown. This is just something I use and I keep in my back pocket because my brain just understands things better with methods and acronyms and metaphors. Side note, I don't know if y'all had to do dichotomous keys and Punnett squares in middle school science. Hopefully you did because you had a decent education, but I used to love those things because it was a method I could follow and I used to try to make my own at home. Anyway, (laughs) A-R-U. The A stands for awareness. The R stands for repetitive. And the U stands for unchanged, as in unchanged behavior. So how do you know if you are wrong, have a bad habit, or if you're being toxic? Let's look at awareness first. Y'all know I like scenarios. If you've been listening in this whole time, I like scenarios. So I'm going to give you one. Let's say you're at a new job. Your boss tells you that all you have to do is look at the price on the screen, tell the customer the price, take the cash, give them their change. Sounds simple, right? So let's say the whole week you're seeing the price on the screen, telling the customer the price, taking the cash from the customer giving them their change. At the end of the week, the register is all types of off and your boss comes to you asking what you did. So you tell them, I looked at the screen, (laughs) told the customer the price, took the cash, gave them their change. Now, if you have ever worked at a place with a register, you know that there's always a button you have to press. Usually it's like tender or something. And in most places, you can't even open the register to give change unless you press it. But for the sake of this example, let's say you could operate the register without it. So then you tell your boss this and your boss says, well, did you press tender each time? Obviously you're gonna say no, because that's not the instructions you were given, but you didn't know that wasn't that that you were supposed to press tender right so while your behavior was both repetitive and unchanged you were completely unaware 
in the first place that this was this was wrong so it's just a mistake had you been aware that you were doing this incorrectly you probably could have stopped and done something different and it's something that you could have corrected and improved in the future in relationships for those who don't know this in relationships that's going to happen all the time for the rest of your life people are going to be wrong and need to make corrections all of the time but there are times when people are wrong and they just continuously get it wrong let's say that you're living with your spouse right and every friday morning the trash truck comes and picks up the trash so on thursday night you know that the trash can needs to be out on the curb for the trash man let's say if you're a woman your husband agrees that this is chore chore for the house cool help he's a real man i'm playing i'm playing playing um let's say you know the first time he forgets to put the trash out on the curb you remind him and he remembers the next two or three times then after the next two or three times he forgets again two more times now that's leaning towards a bad habit why because he has been made aware probably more than once at this point but the action is repetitive it keeps happening but there's been attempts to change the behavior. We know that because at this point, he has a 50% success rate of taking the trash to the curb. He just needs to make it a habit to remember to take the trash out. Then sometimes there are actions that pair with unchanged behavior. And that's when it becomes toxic. Now, first, let me define what I mean by toxic because y'all be calling everything toxic. We probably don't have the same definition. Toxic does not mean annoying. It does not mean inconvenient. It does not mean it doesn't, you know, match well with what you want to see. That's not toxic. Toxic behaviors are behaviors that are ongoing, cause harm, stress, and negativity to other people's lives. I could talk about, (laughs) I could talk about people who have been toxic in my life. But I'm not going to be petty Betty today, okay? I'm going to talk about toxic behavior that I have exhibited. Now, as a disclaimer, this is something I used to do in relationships, but I haven't been in relationships in two years. And actually, this is a big reason why I haven't. To preface this, for those who haven't really caught on, or maybe this is your first episode, whatever the case may be, I'm a Christian. So in the Christian faith, We believe that if you are courting, dating, or marrying someone, you should be what we call equally yoked with that person. Or in simplest term, be on the same page as them mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. Your girl here has not always been the best at doing that. Out of the five relationships I've had, and I count like post high school, only two of them. Only two of those guys were actively pursuing Christ. When I say actively, I mean they were reading their Bible, going to church, pursuing holiness like I was trying to do as well. But there there were a few men that I just could not let the opportunity pass by to date them. And I got into relationships with them. That wasn't the most toxic part, believe it or not. So let's start with A for awareness. I knew that I was not equally yoked with these men. I knew they may have believed in Jesus, but we were 
young and they didn't necessarily care about pursuing holiness. They were what I call traditional Christians, like grandmama and mama told you to believe in Jesus, so you did. I was aware of this. And like I said, 60% of those relationships were unequally yoked. So I was aware. I knew I was wrong. I knew the outcome would be messy because I'd gone to this rodeo, rodeo before. And because of that, I would be really indecisive about the relationship. And it would be off and on because I would like want to be with them. And then I would end it because I'm just too scared that it's going to end bad because we're unequally yoked. And then I'd get back together with them and then I'd end it again. That's not the only toxic thing I did in the relationships, but it was the one that probably hurt them the most from what I've heard. Even with one of the guys that I was equally yoked with, I did that, but for a similar and deeper reason that I won't dive into right now, but this was a habit, okay? So I was aware of this behavior. I'd done it multiple times. And up until two years ago, I hadn't done anything different. I always wanted to give people the benefit of the doubt and I just really liked them and saw potential in it. And then as soon as I got into it, I would leave because I knew I was wrong. And then the cycle would repeat until one of us couldn't take it, take it anymore. And that was toxic. That was causing ongoing stress and negativity to people's lives. And that's what made all the difference. I haven't dated in two years because I've had opportunities to be with people, but they were people that I'm unequally yoked with. They were, they were fine and everything, but just not, the, not worth the toxicity. So this is a behavior that I can now say was a bad habit because if I do it again, it's still going to count as toxic behavior. I guess now I just have a group of listeners to hold me accountable, but that's okay. We're growing together. We're growing together. So I'm using this acronym ARU as a two-way street. It will help me evaluate if I have toxic behaviors, but also if like somebody I'm dating or talking to um, has toxic behaviors too, but it's going to help me decipher, okay, is this person, is this person making a mistake? Is this a bad habit of theirs or are they just toxic? You know, are they aware of their behaviors? Have they repeated these behaviors and have they, or are they actively working on changing this behavior? Now, someone on the other side listening to this may be thinking, well, I'm definitely not toxic. Like, everybody else is toxic. I've had toxic people in my life, but I ain't never been a toxic one. So I actually have a list of toxic behaviors you may need to work on whether you are in a relationship or not. Also, these are things you can see in other people and see if they have these toxic behaviors and go from there. But these are listed in no particular order. Please remember that this refers to not one time happening, but these refer to ongoing and unchanged behavior if there's awareness of it. So number one, consistent lying. Whether you are telling a white lie or not. My mom used to say, why lie when the truth will do? (laughs) If you're just lying for the heck of it, for no rhyme or reason, just a lie, that's a toxic trait. I feel like that's pretty obvious. Like, if you just lie and a lie, that's toxic. Number two, my way or the highway type of thinking. If you have a hard time releasing control or adjusting to changes that need to happen, this could be a toxic tra- trait if it goes unchanged. 
Number three, being argumentative. You ever hear about those girls who get bored with nice men so they start arguments? Yeah, that's toxic as heck. <laughs> if you can't have disagreements about without being argumentative, yeah, that's toxic as heck. Number four, something I used to deal with personally is boiling into raging anger. Growing up, I was like the people-pleasing only child up until I was 11. So if I was upset, and this wasn't all the time, this was just more when I got into like my teenage years, but if I was upset, I typically didn't talk to anybody about it. And I didn't want anyone to know and be the reason why chaos was happening. So I would keep it to myself and let it boil until it was raging in anger. It was a bad habit that I had when I was growing up and I just didn't know how to communicate my feelings. But then that bled into how I would operate in relationships and I would communicate and then still not get my way or still not still not feel like I was being heard and I would just rage, like just yelling, screaming because I was just so angry and I let that boil up and let it out. Um, <laughs> all that to say, if y'all know... If y'all only know the mild-mannered version of me, praise God, because it wasn't always that way. Anyway, number five, conflict avoidant. Oh my gosh. I know some of y'all are finna be clutching your pearls. Avoiding conflict is not maturity, as this generation likes to make it seem like it is. And it's not healthy. It just shows that you have a lack of communication skills. And yes, that includes ghosting. Oh goodness, toxic. Number six, lack of self-awareness. This ties into like everything I've been talking about in this entire episode. If you think you're never wrong or you do not care about how your bad habits affect people, yeah, I'm talking about those people who also think God is just gonna send someone to deal with the things that you're unwilling to change. Or if you tell people that you're doing something or if people tell you that, you're doing something and it's affecting people and you ignore it that's toxic that's toxic because it's you're aware you keep doing it and you're not changing it in the same vein if you've told people that oh they they tell me i do this and i and and um they tell me i do that and you seek out bias from people to tell you that those people who try to correct you are wrong or you embellish arguments to get people on your side, that's toxic behavior. Lastly, number seven, because we're talking about relationships and I like the number seven. <laughs> um, if your partner tells you something you do bothers them and you are one, let's reinforce this, one, aware of this, two, keep doing it, and three, you don't change it or you use them against them at a later date to make them mad because you know it bothers them. That's toxic behavior. You need to change ASAP. And if you don't, I'm on their side if they leave you. Period. Nothing more to say there, my friend. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review or something. Or let me know through the gram because I do answer my DMs. That's at journal.podcast once again. We made it through the first episode of the relationship series. We have so much more to discuss. Stay tuned and I will see you next time.